Tom. Hi, Joe. Wow. 2017. Another day of sun. The big one seven. That's right. Uh, actually, I was trying to thinking maybe our podcasts are kind of timeless, so we don't want to date them. So. Well, also, if we date them, then people will see how infrequently we do them. Yeah, so let's, as always, we're not back. We've, we're around as often as we are. Um, we have been getting quite a few people asking what the hell's going on. Where's yeah. commendable? Um, so we felt public pressure has forced us back into this arena. We won't go into what's kept us from recording this podcast. No, because I'm already things in, like things like leaving your phone on so it uh, vibrates and makes an annoying noise during uh, the. Um, I'm recording. already in enough trouble with Joe over various uh, things that I yes. But you know, like a lot of um, I think we've alluded to this before. In fact, the um, the creative differences that we're we're like one of those rock bands that just hates each other and are now just doing it for the sake of the. We're just stuck in it for the money. the money. All the money. All that podcasting money. And speaking of money... Um, well, we, we would, we've got a new sponsor, haven't we? Yeah, um, we we're officially sponsored by Stable. Oh, um, are we? No, in no way. Um, but our friend Dave has set up an amazing new app called Stable, yeah. um, which is kind of like Netflix for um, podcasts. Okay. Um, and it's really, really cool, and you should check it out. Um, How does it work? So you, you kind of look at podcasts that you like and then it suggests podcasts that you um, might like based on those likes. So that's S-T-A-B-L. Yeah, that's right. And uh, uh, if you want to find them on Twitter, it's We Are Stable. Okay, great. Um, Again, a bit annoyed that you've just come up with a sponsor and that's my job to source the funding. Well, that was a joke because that wasn't actually a sponsor. So obviously we have our real sponsor. That was just a sort of funny way of... Let me tell you. Less than funny, but... The yeah. hard work I put into this, not only am I furious, but the company we've um, charged a lot of money to sponsor the podcast are going to be pretty furious. That you, we're just I mean, away when plus. you say you've done a lot of hard work, I mean, yeah. in what way? Well, going out, networking, sure. finding these businesses, yeah. playing them the commendable podcast, mm. editing out your bits so that it sounds good still, <laughs> and then making them like, want to sponsor the bloody thing. So, right. Um, so it's a truculent start to uh, 2017. <laughs> I know, I know something that's been always bothered you, Tom. Yeah. Um, which is, you're a parent in a hypothet- this hypothetical scenario. Okay, good, because it sounded like what you're saying is that, uh, you know, you're a parent and that's always annoyed you. Mm. And I'd just like to say uh, to the listeners that I'm not a parent. There is no. a running joke no. that people would say, "Do you have any children?" I'd say, "Well, three that I know about," and that was kind of a joke. But it isn't true, um, and I, I have none right. that I know about. Well, in this hypothetical scenario, sure, you're a parent, um, but you know what pain it is looking after kids as this parent. Um, you want to find a way to um, get your kids to have friends, go somewhere, <laughs> play with some people for a couple of hours. Yeah. You can just go off do your own thing. Yep, yep, yep. Um, Come back, and then they're they're ready to pick up. They've had a bit of fun. Yeah, yeah. So, the guys that I've got to sponsor us and gals um, is a new dating app for kids called Kinder. <laughs> so, what you can do is 
your kids <coughs> have, you know, they're all using iPads and iPhones these sure. days. They can just look at like the pictures of the the kids. Say, yeah, yeah, I like them. No, not interested. Uh, swipe left and right, traditional like some other dating apps might do. They I then, yeah, okay. I mean, they I can then arrange to meet up somewhere. Um, <laughs> yeah, okay. We ha- and we'll have um, they have Kinder approved venues, so S- safety first. Exactly. So parents who are worried about security, then they'll just be like, we, they'll get tie-ins hopefully with um, some cinemas and bowling alleys who will, who will probably, guarantee the safety. Probably of your GS for security will probably get involved somehow. Um, well, we don't we don't want to put people off using it, um, <laughs> and they, they've given me their assurance that you know you'll need to do email verification before so anyone any threats of like yeah and people, I know people, people are worried about pedophiles people can't days. make up emails so no um, um, they'll, have, they'll have to verify the emails send an email back to the kinder people to verify that they are a child and so yeah the security is taken care of they'll meet up in kinder approved venues so puts you at ease mm-hmm. puts the kids at ease they have a great time and yeah. maybe make friendships for life. I, I was told once, if you want to appear really smart, go into a meeting and what don't prepare anything. Just go in. And when someone suggests something, you just say, yeah, um, I think I can see a problem with that. Mm. But in this case, I can't even say that. No. Well, um, they've got you, haven't they? So. Brilliant. Well, thanks, Kinder. Hashtag Kinder Surprise. <laughs> Hopefully not. Hopefully not a Kinder Surprise. Hopefully just a well-measured... Play date um, that ends. Yeah, yeah. Kinder with no surprises. It's going to be the ad. That's, yeah, that maybe that that's actually they should probably talk to me about that because I that's kind of a good. <laughs> well, they're giving you some money, so. Well, for this, but I'm talking more my creative. So you want to be involved with, with the Kinder no, enterprise? No, not really. Okay. Well, yeah. Just think about it. Yep. All right. Welcome to the show. standards um i was watching the news saw a film that had record number of oscar nominations or equal equal record was that what it was yes 14 um and i must admit i had zero desire to watch this film um but thomas you had said you'd seen it and thought it would be good fodder for the podcast. Yes. Um, so the film that Joe is is very subtly talking about is La La Land uh, with Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone, directed by um, Damien Chazelle, and uh, it has created quite the buzz. Um, it's uh, it won a record number of Golden Globes, including um, Chazelle becoming the youngest ever director to win. Um, a Golden Globe at 32, which, as a 33-year-old man, makes me realise that I am uh, have achieved nothing um, so far in my life. But, you know, that could change. Um, and he has created this contemporary but old-fashioned, hearkening back to, you know, the kind of 60s, singing in the rain, um, the 50s Technicolor Hollywood movies, um, with the sort of trendy, you know, up, 
up-to-date cast mm. um, telling a sort of modern Hollywood story in a, in a traditional way but without being completely traditional mm. um, were, yeah. you a, were you a big fan of the old style musicals? I was, Singing in the Rain is probably my favourite film of all time um, I watch it every Christmas um, I absolutely love I think you know it's funny I work in a school where dance is incredibly popular and the boys dance with the girls and they compete in cha- you know and they do really really well mm. and it's seen as cool to dance like there's the boys who are seen as quite cool are in the dance and they you know mm. and we didn't have that when I was in school and I, I would have loved to have done that um, no, God forbid you did dance at my school. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that would have gone down well. So, I mean, I think I, I remember I was in a musical at school when I was in, uh, well, I was in all of the ones that were on when I was in school, but the first one was Guys and, no, the second one I did was Guys and Dolls, and I thought you had to go to every audition. So they had auditions for dancers, auditions for actors, and auditions for um, singers. Mm. And I didn't realise that once you're in one... Like, once I got in for the acting one, I didn't need to worry about the others, but I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. So I went to the dancing one, and there was 250 girls who turned up for the audition, and I was the only boy mm-hmm. at the audition. But in year seven or year eight, I ended up on a date with a girl on the way home. She dumped me the next day at school um, and went out with someone else, which was shouted down the steps at me mm-hmm. in front of, you know, all of my friends. What, you were dumped? It was savage, you're dumped... Bleep is now going out with bleep. I'll save them, you know, um, the, the horrors of being involved in that story. But, you know, that was, that was life back then, man. I mean, you, one minute you're in, in a musical dance-off and you're going on a date, holding hands with someone on the bus home, and the next day you're getting dumped on the steps towards the, the lake. So, you know, tough times. Yeah, I went to an all-boys school, so <laughs> you weren't holding hands with anyone and you certainly weren't dancing. And mm. if you are getting dumped, generally it was on your back, uh, in the toilets or yeah. whatever. So, so um, yeah, so not much magic or what's, what do you call it? Hollywood style sure. romance going on there. <laughs> um, musicals for me, um, I was having this discussion with someone this morning actually, which was how many musicals can I name that I really, really like? I remember okay. watching Singing in the Rain when I was little yeah. and thinking, oh, this Kind of nice colours, yeah. songs, etc. Um, and Grease, I like Grease. Yeah, Grease is, yeah, good. And Moulin Rouge was pretty good. Uh-huh. Uh, the South Park movie is a brilliant musical. What about High School Movie? I haven't seen that. High School Musical, sorry, yeah. Haven't seen that oh, that's pretty good. Didn't they make about five of those as well? Yeah, just the first one. No. Um, I've not seen, not seen that. Um, so... Uh, going into it, I was maybe not cynical because I'd heard it was good and I really liked Whiplash, which the the director had done before it. Yes. Um, and something which I heard was that uh, this film, was, La La Land, was something he wanted to make originally. Yes. That was, This was his desire to make and nobody would make it and it was the success of Whiplash that enabled him to make, that, uh, make this film. Um, and I can kind of see that because a lot of the story in La La Land is to do with someone trying to get something made mm. or the, the girl is trying to become a success in Hollywood Mia, yeah. and I can see maybe his um, her journey kind of mirrors his and mm. maybe there's a bit of, a bit of um, himself in there um, but yeah I'm getting a bit off topic but when it started 
the first two songs, I thought, God, I'm in for a really long night. Oh, really? I hated the the opening. Oh, wow. Really hated it. So you hated Another Day of Sun, which I sneakily referenced in our introduction. And I was going to do like another thing of um, just kind of referencing every song throughout the show, but Hermit's Habit is going to be pretty hard to reference without uh, subtly, as is... Talk about um, Silas Marner, famous hermit. Uh, epilogue. Well, no, I probably could. The end. That's another song. Audition. The end. We could easily get in somewhere. Yeah, I could just go right. This is the end. Um, <laughs> City of Stars. I could have probably referenced me, me and Sebastian's theme. I yeah, could we're have... gonna mm. struggle with some of these. Well, that's okay. Um, just going back to something you just said before. Before we move on, um, I watched a director's roundtable um, by the Hollywood Reporter, which is a kind of sad geeky thing I like to watch um, and it was a bunch of really big directors and, and very current directors talking about their projects and uh, one of the questions was how do you avoid that sophomore slump and how do you have a really huge opening movie was Quentin Tarantino in this? No it wasn't it was, it was Mel Gibson, Denzel Washington Damien Chazelle the guy who directed uh, Moonlight I can't remember his name okay. unfortunately um and a couple other directors. And um, Mel Gibson was really quite intimidating. Um, I'm not surprised. He, he was quite, quite scary. I mean, fit, but like physically, he's like a big, powerful guy. Mm. And he was wearing this kind of shirt that just kind of... He really... I, don't, I mean, I don't know why I say that. Like, you've got Denzel Washington, who's played all these complete badass in films, but he was very sort of together and quite Mel Gibson was kind of in this big open shirt and just kind of looked like, Is it like maybe a sailor. The fact that we know that he's a crazy racist that makes yeah. him quite intimidating. Yeah, there, w- there was certainly an intensity to him. Mm. Anyway, that's, that's an aside, but um, what Chazelle... Can I, wait, can I, am I libeling Mel Gibson? Yeah, that's, uh, that's probably libeling. Some people say Mel Gibson, that's what I meant to say, yeah. um, whether he is or not. Yeah. It's open for debate. People haven't talked about it for a while, so, you know... Um, I don't think he listens, but you never know. Yeah. Um, I like all your films, Pessimist. so it's Joe that thinks you're a whatever. So anyway, yeah, go on. Um, what what Chazelle said was the way that he managed to is he never had that problem of the second project mm. because he had La La Land waiting to go, and and he said it was just interesting because in that way, um, if you've got something you actually really want to do, yeah, you know. And that ties in nicely with um, my new podcast, which I would like to uh, talk about. And I've just basically been doing this one to just garner the ratings and the reviews and the women and the money and the sugar. And now, uh, no, Joe, I would never do that to you. Um, you, you are the creative driving force behind this. And, uh, you know, what, what are you writing down? What, nothing, what, nothing. What, just what, no. <laughs> just what are the, why are you putting an X through? Just a note. Um, I like, sometimes I just like to practice drawing skulls. Okay, so so anyway, so I don't re- we've kind of I don't know where we've gone. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, you were saying he 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 had La La Land queued up. Um, but anyway, so no, we start it started, and I thought I'm going to really hate the film. Yeah. Um, and I don't know what you're like in cinemas, but if I'm struggling, I get uncomfortable. I shift mm-hmm. positions all the time. Um, I try all kinds of positions to try and get comfortable and then a few more often than not I'll end up falling asleep Mm -hmm. Um, especially if it's after about 8 o'clock these days yeah but um, 
but then it was kind of going along, and I thought, okay, well, I'll just get a bit more invested in it. And then they did a tap dance number, mm-hmm. Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone. A lovely night. Um, and something about that just did put me back into mind of those classic Hollywood films. Mm. I thought that maybe the opening two numbers were a bit... They felt a bit high school musicals. Well, it was interesting play. because the opening number... The, the, the reason I think those numbers didn't work for some people was because you didn't know anyone in them. Mm. Whereas I think once you've got characters you care about in a number, you connect with it more. But I think yeah. watching just a bunch of random people do it, some people might go, oh, I don't really... I think the other thing was, was I don't know if it was just the cinema I was in, but I couldn't make out a word of the lyrics of the opening songs. It was really fast, mm. um, kind of a bit quiet, mm. and it seemed to be more about the dancing and the big yeah, scene. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I see what you mean. So, like, in a musical, I think, off the, like, the songs that there to tell the story, and mm. I couldn't really mm. understand what was going on. Yeah. So I, I was yeah, a bit, yeah. anyway, a bit, a bit put off there. And then the, the second song, I think, was them, the girls getting ready to go out. And I just thought this seems like really kind of cheesy. But anyway. Yeah, just five incredibly beautiful women getting ready to go on a night out. I mean, what? why yeah. would anyone like that? <laughs> well, I don't know. Just something about it just made me think this is not going to be for me. But anyway, as I said, the the tap dancing number they did on song number three, I think it was. Yeah. I just thought it was really great. And it, it, it kind of made me lose my cynicism and just think, well, I'm just going to mm. enjoy this now. And yeah. it's kind of, um, it wasn't an over-the-top tap dancing thing. It was mm-hmm. like the whole thing was done very casually. Um, little little kicks, little, they do little bits of tap dancing and mm. then do a bit of singing. And yeah. that. Um, so yeah, and from then on, um, I did find myself really enjoying it. And um, it it brought, to, for my wife, it brought to, to mind some... Um, she mentioned a load of French directors, <laughs> um, which I asked her to write down for me so I could say them to you, like mm. I would. So I would. I probably would have known them if you had them written down. It's a shame. That um, do you know? We'll never know. Do you know Le Chèvre? Sure. Yeah, and that's. Uh, Senor that Pompidou. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's, that's another famous one. Is that's a real person, is it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, good. Senor is Spanish. So yeah. Yeah. Anyway, he was, um, a, he was a maverick, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, well, she was saying she thought it was really, really influenced by it because they were having kind of um, some philosophical discussions about jazz in there yeah. at certain points. And I know, I know he was really big on jazz from um, from Whiplash, of course. Yeah, and I think he was a jazz drummer growing up. Was he? Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then I think part of the story is that Ryan Gos- Gosling is a is a kind of struggling musician, and um, something that um, really stood out to me was. Um, Ryan, Ryan Gosling's performance as a whole, but mm. it specifically, I, I don't know whether he. I think his pl- piano playing was real. It no, it was. Yeah, real. so it was. It was all done in one shot and one yeah. take, and it was all real. So it it, it was fantastic. Yeah. I mean, um, and a lot of the, the I mean, the music pl- music in it generally was mm. really really great. I mean, I'm, I was kind of with Emma Stone in the film. She doesn't really like jazz, and then gets yeah. into it. I can't say I'll probably get into jazz, but mm. I can see what they were saying in the film that. Jazz is about a live, a live uh, performance mm. almost, um, and so yeah, it, it kind of um, it went off in some interesting avenues that weren't just to do with uh, the telling of this story of mm. this girl trying to make it in Hollywood and this this struggling musician. So the more it went on, the more I, the more I liked it. And um, Ryan Gosling puts in, I'm not I've not been the biggest. I know Gosling is like a 
huge thing. Mm. Um, I wasn't the biggest fan of Drive. I kind of liked it. <clears throat> and I'm not sure what else he's been. I saw the the nice guys. Is that another one? He's I think he's absolutely hysterical in the nice guys. Yeah. I thought that movie was so good, and I thought it was underrated. Yeah, so that I I enjoyed that, and that was the, th- the first thing I'd enjoyed him in. But other than that, mm. I've not really seen him in anything. Um, I think Drive was a funny one. I think the first time I watched it, I thought, "Holy smokes, this is the best film I've ever seen." And every time I rewatch it, it's not as good. Right, I, I think, think it was just so different and so well presented and so cool and the music was amazing mm. and the, and it was so different and it felt like a really unique piece and then when you go back and watch it you think, yeah, I mean, now I know all that, it's fine. Well, I've only seen it the once and I went into it with everyone telling me it's the best film there's been in years and I think as a result, inevitably, I just didn't enjoy it. Well, it's tough. Like I, I went into Manchester by the Sea on <coughs> Tuesday and um, I went expecting it to be the darkest most depressing film of all time. Mm. And it wasn't. I mean, there was some moments of, like, some comedy moments. There were some laughs. Um, yeah, it wasn't the most upbeat film of all time. It was pretty depressing at times and dark. But because I went in thinking it was going to be... And I was so pleased to be there because I was late, or I thought I was going to be late, that I think I quite came out and was kind of like, all right, yeah, that was great. <laughs> um Back on topic. Yes, sorry, but um, no anecdotes or asides. <laughs> um, but Gosling, um, just to finish my point, mm. what I thought um, it was, it seemed like a kind of classic all-round, like like you said, going back to Singing in the Rain, mm. he was dancing, playing instruments, singing, um, there was some, and acting. You know, there, the I mean, the thing is, with the dancing, some people have gone, well, the dancing wasn't that amazing. I don't think that really matters. I think... The singing, his singing isn't super, isn't amazing, but it was good enough. Mm. Um, his tap dancing and dancing wasn't. I mean, I'm, I'm, who am I to judge? But it was nothing of the level of Gene Kelly and the guys, you know, in the musicals back in the day. But it was really good, mm. and it didn't necessarily need to be as technical as, no. as they were able to do. No, exactly. um, it, it it got across what it needed to get across, and I, I thought he was absolutely superb. Like the way. I loved how cranky he was and the way that he... That scene where, in the beginning, where they meet in the car and he kind of just looks at her and he's like, you're a freaking idiot, mm. like, and drives off and then just ignores her when she tries to speak to him. And and that scene where he's playing the guitar in the 80s band yeah. and she's winding him up is so well played. Yeah, it's quite a lot of humour. Yeah, and like the bit where the guy says to him, all right, buddy, we're on in 10 minutes, and he's just like, that guy can't tell me what... He doesn't tell me what to do. <laughs> I, I, I can't do it. And, and I also really like that that thing that I don't know why he did this but um, I really love the way he got startled all the time did you notice that I didn't he, <laughs> so when he walked into like his flat and his sister was in there and he kind of jumped and did this like little thing and he kept repeating that throughout the film where if anyone came up to him and he wasn't expecting it he did this really kind of like um, over elaborate mm-hmm. and it just I thought it worked really well yeah, um, yeah. Um, so we're going to play a little game here mm-hmm. 14 Oscars have you read the Oscar nominations? Um, I have. Do you know what they were for? Or could you guess what I, they were uh, for? Best film, best director. Right, so let's slow down. Pick, you reckon best film? Yeah. Best film. Picture, you got one, yeah. Best director. Um, yes. Best original screenplay. Yes. Best uh, soundtrack. Um, mm, score. Score, yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, best uh, actor. Yep. Best actress. Yep. 
Best original screenplay. Did I already say that? You said that one, yeah. Said that one, yeah. Um, so you got be- one, uh, two, three, four, five, six, seven to get. Best choreography. No, no such thing. I don't think is there. Uh, you've said best. Ori- I got best original score. Uh, yeah, you got that one already. Um, You're on the right lines with score. Eminem famously won one for this. So be- songwriting. Best song. Best song. Yep. Um, I think you're unlikely to get the others. Maybe. Yeah. Cinemato- cinematography? Uh, you said that. Did I? Or maybe you didn't. No, I don't but think I did. It did win that, yeah. Good. Or did it, well, it got the nomination. Uh, best supporting actor? No. No, I didn't think so. Best supporting no. actress? No. no, I didn't think so. That That is going to go to Michelle Williams. And that's a commendable promise. You can take that to the bank. What was she in? She's in Manchester by the Sea. She's only in four scenes. And I guarantee that she will win... Uh, Best supporting actor. She is absolutely incredible. Okay, right. Interesting. So, so what else? What did I miss? So you missed costume. Ah, oh, yeah. That was difficult to get. Production design, kind of yeah. similar, but you could see why. Um, editing, which um, from Whiplash, the editing was amazing. Mm. That. So if you remember that. Yeah. Um, and the other ones... Something close to our heart, sound editing and mixing. Sound. Oh yeah, of course. Something yeah. we we really love. Something we take very seriously, and mm. I, I know. Well, if they if they were doing the um, the podskers, yeah, we we'd certainly be up there sure, for, sure, our, sure. for our sound oh, yeah. quality, big time. Um, we've worked a lot on yeah. making me talk loud enough so that people can hear. Sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we've kind of we're not really an Oscar prediction show, so let's no. Let's, um, let's move it along. Um, Anything else to say about La La Land? No, just that I'm going to give it my commendable thumbs up. Good. Yeah. I'm going to give it two thumbs up. Wow. I, I took a bunch of students to see it from school at a 3.15 showing on a Friday. And I went with one of my co-workers and we let the, the students sit where they wanted. Mm. And they all sat together. And we sat about three rows back just to give them some space. And you can tell it was a good film because I forgot that they were there. <laughs> in the sense that they were absolutely silent throughout the whole film. They were so engaged. Right. And because they were so engaged, I could then... And then I just... I loved it from the first shot mm. until the last. Right. Even with the ending, which I know some people found difficult, mm. without giving any spoilers I thought it was one of, the, one of the better things I about thought it was one of the highlights. My yeah. mum said... My mum, poor old Anne Savage, said uh, she really took it hard, the ending. <laughs> like, she really got upset. And I was like, well, you know... No. That's okay. Yeah. I think it's, it's, if it's had an impact on you, then one way or another, it's been art, right? good. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, great. And just to say, if you were in a kinder-approved venue, you wouldn't have to worry about the kids. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nice, nice. All right. So let's um, break things up a bit. It's um, it's time for the feature. 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 Five and five. Um, we're gonna we're gonna mix it up a bit, Tom. I've yeah. decided. Okay. Which is that the five and five, you're going to get to say a little bit about the song and why you like it as well. Okay. So it um, gives you an opportunity maybe to change my mind before I've heard it. Okay. The first song I want to play is by an artist called Sturgill Simpson. Okay. And this is from an album called Meta Modern Sounds in Country Music. And it's, 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 uh, the song is called Turtles All the Way Down. You remember the idea that the uh, the world is sitting on the back of a 
yep. tortoise and it's turtles all the way down and you know and, and kind of like that Terry Pratchett idea yep. of yeah alright yeah um, Sturgill Simpson is a really really smart guy who writes brilliant country music and sings it in a sort of traditional style but um, the, his lyrics are, are really interesting he jokes and says that this, well I don't know if he's joking but he says people keep trying to unpick this song man it's just about drugs so uh, the first song I'm going to play you is Sturgill Simpson Turtles All the Way Down okay let's hear it Jesus play with flames in the lake of fire I was standing met the devil in Seattle Spent nine months inside the lion's den Met yet another There's a gateway in our minds, Joe, that leads us somewhere out there. Mm. How do you like them apples? So, it's a no. What? <laughs> and... Sorry, sorry. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um... And the five words are reminds me of Leanne Rhymes. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, ah, okay. Um, yeah, good, good, cool, 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 cool. Um, that's fine. Okay. Yeah. Good for you. Number two. Number two. Um, the next song is uh, from an album called "Sound of Silver" by LCD Sound System. And the song is called All My Friends. Okay. Do you want to know why I like it? Yes, please. Um, it has a very, very repetitive um, sound at the beginning. I, I don't know how to describe it in a more articulate way. Um, just a repeated rhythm, I suppose. Um, and, uh, and at first, when I heard it, it really irked me. And I kind of, it, it was a bit jarring. Mm. And I was listening to it walking to work one day. And uh, I... I just kind of got it, and I and it was just this kind of sense of this continual thing, mm. and then little bits being added. But actually, and it, I don't know, I started probably thinking about it too much. But uh, well, I'm excited for LCD Sound System, and one of those bands that loads of people really love, and are like widely lauded as being. And really I'm great. not like a huge lover of theirs, but no, I just but really I've, like the song. I've been looking for a way into LCD, LCD Sound System because I am. Um, I'm, not, I'm never sure when you don't know a band and they've had quite a lot of stuff. I never know a way where to start. Almost, All right. So well, start with this. this. All my friends by LCD Sound System. Good. Um, and I was struggling to come up with the the five words. Good. I think partly because it's um there's quite a lot going on there. Mm. Um, but I said it has shades of Interpol. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you know them, but yeah, a little bit. Okay. Um, yeah. Let's let's move on. Let's I think uh, I, I, I always imagine that song just driving down a motorway or a mm. country road and just yeah. really kind of. Okay. Um, What's that one called? Uh, all my friends. 
um, by LCD Sound System. So the next song um, is from an album called Attempted Mustache, um, which is a good title. Um, And it's by uh, Loudon Wainwright III, who's the father of Rufus and Martha Wainwright. Um, And this song is called The Swimming Song. Um, This song features on the soundtrack to the film Knocked Up. of a banjo nicely done yeah there's a sort of nostalgic parenty singing about their kids vibe yeah I, don't, I was trying to pin maybe because you're an impending father um I did, well I didn't get that from that maybe, oh, but, um, sub- subconsciously <laughs> um he no, has I, a great song called that's my daughter in the water everything she owns I bought her and uh, I don't know that's the first time I've ever sung on the um, well, podcast it, it might be the last thing but <laughs> it's a really lovely song and my friend uh, Gaz mutual friend yeah. uh, he sent a video where his daughter was playing in the water and then he kind of had that song in the background it was really, oh, nice. really nice yeah. so hi to little Martha which is ironic because the singer's uh, daughter is also called Martha oh. look at that connection wow Save that kind of thing for the um, the end. Yeah, sorry. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> right, number four. What was All that right. called again? Sorry. Uh, that was called The Swimming Song by Loudon Wainwright III. Swimming Song. Okay. Okay. Number four. Um, number four is from an album called No Time for Dreaming um, by Charles Bradley. Charles Bradley, uh, well, I won't tell you anything else. Um, I could have gone for uh, a ton of songs on this album, um, but I'm going to go for... Uh, no time for dreaming. So here it is. No time for dreaming. Dreaming, dreaming. Gotta get on up, get up. and do my thing. Ooh. No time for dreaming. Dreaming, dreaming. Gotta get on up. Go ahead, Jay. Um, so, to be honest, the moment you said Charles Bradley, I was already on board. Um, oh, you like Charles Bradley? Yeah. Cool, cool, um, cool. My five words are... Watch his performance on KEXP. Yeah, oh yeah, no, I've definitely seen it. So, listeners, go and check it out. It's brilliant. Yeah, he's, he's brilliant. He is it's super. very sweaty. Oh, he's got some things. real sweat going on, yeah. but it's worth it. It's yeah. all for, it's all for you guys. Um, What's the name of the song again? Uh, the song is called No Time for Dreaming. But I mean, you could. The album is called No Time for Dreaming. Um, how long? Uh, stay away. I mean, they're all absolute. Uh, it's kind of a classic throwback almost, isn't oh, it? Oh, yes. Yeah, classic sort of James Brown, mm. 60s soul. I mean, he's great. Okay. Uh, this last song's difficult to pick. Um, and I'm going to try and pick something a little different. I was going to go for some Roots Maneuver um, with a song uh, from Giles Peterson, and it's All Things to All Men by the Cinematic Orchestra in Roots Maneuver. And perhaps now that I've said that, I'd just go for it. Um, mm. All really, things to all men. All things to all men. Um, it's by the cinema. Sorry, the cinematic orchestra, who are superb. And if you ever want to cry, 
listen to the cinematic orchestra's performance of um, To Build a Home um, with, and I can't remember the singer's name, um, but there's a video that stars Peter Andre. Mullen. No, um, not Peter Andre. And if you have any feelings or emotions in your body, they will all come to the fore um, if you watch that video. Anyway, we're not going to do that live on air. Um, we're going to listen to All Things to All Men by the Cinematic Orchestra and Roots Maneuver. We made our bets and now we hate where these beds be. Took nothing at all to part this Red Sea. I'm a shackled child singing the good song of freedom. They've got no pride. They interrupt our grieving. Teardrops dropping for the pain of the world. My best friend dies when she was just a young girl. Left me here to fend for myself. Now the pain never leaves. We just learn to cope. So when the devil needs hanging, will you tie up the rope and shout for um, it's a yes. Okay. Um, even before I had heard Roots Maneuver come in. Yeah. Um, so I said it has ambient cinematic feel to it. Yeah. I mean, well, I love, love Roots Maneuver. Anyway, yeah, so. no, it's a, it's a really, really good track. Um, cool, I'm glad you liked it. That's a really uh, good um, strike rate you've got there. That's yeah, this four is out four out of five. That's the record. Was that it? Have I done my five? You've done five. Oh, I wanted to play another one. No, you have to wait oh. next time. I've got to wait three years till I can play my next. <laughs> okay, well, there you go. Yeah. Um, right. um, now, for the last bit of the show, we're going to have to start with an apology, first of all. Our um, dear, one of our premium listeners, premium subscribers, He's got the premium. number one commender buddies, um, Ahmed Osman. Great. I probably shouldn't give away his second name. No, it's, I mean, he doesn't want his social media. Oh, no, no, Paney, we always gave away his, his name. Yeah, but... Yeah, okay, yeah. That's fine. It, it, it's also, we haven't person. heard from Paney for a while, so... No, maybe we've lost him. We'll see. We'll get him back with this one, for sure. Um, so he... We put in requests for listener recommendations. Um, we had quite a few come in, actually, and he very kindly gave us a recommendation for the film Sing Street. Um, we recorded an episode about two months ago, three months ago, um, in which we... Um, oh, dear. Well, talk about not being a professional. Yeah. Um, we recorded an episode about three months ago in which we um, were supposed to watch the film and... Both of us were really tired, so we just reviewed the trailer for it. Um, maybe, thankfully, or maybe not, that episode seems to have been lost somewhere. You might might get that out as a bonus. I think we'll find it as a as a, as a hidden episode of 2017. We were, we were hoping to put out two episodes, but this week... We'll make it work. But we'll We see. don't want to overload people's auditory senses. Maybe, maybe not. I mean, you, you can never have too much commendable, but maybe, um, maybe two in one week would be... Too much. Too much. Pressure. Too much for these guys. Yeah. Um, so Too much for the commender buddies. In the um, in that episode, we reviewed the trailer for Sing Street, um, and we were supposed to. Uh, it's a great trailer. Be doing a review of the actual film in this episode. However, um, mentioning no names, one of us was unable to watch the film. Um, so we're going to save that for a later episode. Um, and it only came to light that this um, not watching the film had happened upon arriving to record the podcast. So we're just going to say a quick word about Sherlock to finish off. Um, probably everyone knows about Sherlock, but um, I think 
prompted quite a lot of discussion. I'm yeah, sure I think it's just worth it. a little segment, so isn't we'll it? We'll do a quick end, one. Just we're, kinda... we're coming in a bit in advance of the hardy preferred 45-minute commute length episode here. So we'll try and um, we'll, we'll touch on it maybe a bit more quickly than we would a full in-depth La La Land style review. Well, we're already coming in pretty hot at 51 minutes. So far, that's without editing. That's so without editing. Without our world-famous mixing. Without editing. your uh, yeah. Oscar-winning... Uh... Pop Oscar, was it? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, what did you make of the... the I guess, it is it the last episode? Of well, we don't know. It depends how much money it's going to make. I, I'm not going to lie, Joe, and sorry, I... I, I I wish you could strike me saying that from the record because whenever one of my students says, so I'm not going to lie, I say, so wait, what you mean is every time you don't preface a sentence with that means you are in fact lying. <laughs> so let me let me take that back and let me just say that actually I, I really didn't enjoy any of the new Sherlock episodes and I felt like I was um, watching it because I had to, because I should, because... Mm. The last ones were so good, and yeah, I'm a completist, and I wanted to get were the full the last set. Ones that good though, because um, we, we, me and my wife did not like the the one last year particularly, and the ones before that. I kind of can't really thing. remember it. I mean, I think I I I, I said or I posted on Facebook about two years ago that I know this is controversial, but I prefer Elementary to Sherlock. Mm. I think it's a better procedural TV show. And I actually think, I mean, just to give you some context, I teach um, Sherlock Holmes. Mm. So I feel like I know, I mean, I've read all the biographies of Arthur Conan Doyle. I've Mm. read, I mean, if you look to your right, you will see a beautiful version of the complete works of Sherlock Holmes. Mm. I'm kind of a student of... um, Arthur Conan Doyle and Sherlock Holmes. As pretentious as that sounds, I just mean I've read it more than the average person. Yeah. And actually, if you look at the characters and you look at the stories and you look at the way it was written, I feel like Elementary is a better representation of that mm. than Sherlock. I think Sherlock has got a little bit stuck up its own... Well, what, um, what I was discussing with someone, which is... Um, Sherlock at its very best and I think someone somebody even said it in the guide it was a bit like Jonathan Creek it was uh, Sherlock is presented with a scenario that seems impossible yeah and Sherlock's whole thing is um, assessing what's going on right um, it, it kind of sets up a classic um, murder mystery yeah or not necessarily murder every time but a, a mystery premise you yeah. get your suspects they're all set up so you, and that's part of the fun of watching is you you have your own theories you try you and can guess. figure it out you try and guess what's happened, um, and Sherlock proves why something that seemed impossible was in fact pos- perfectly yeah. possible when it happened. Um, what seemed to be in the new ones, that the entire focus was on Sherlock and um, Watson's relationship, and Watson's relationship with his wife. Mm. Um, and I think like, it's fine to have this relationship stuff going yeah. on to kind of colour... Um, the, the procedural right, right, investigation right. thing right. and make it a bit and more it, fun. But it influence like why they might look at things in a certain way yeah. or why John might not be paying attention. But, but that should always be kind of a part of the background yeah. of the story, but it was brought so much to the foreground. Like um, the, whole thing about, really the whole thing about Watson's wife being an MI6 oh, agent God. and then 
like dying and leaving like these notes that <clears throat> you know she, that Sherlock is going to have to die to save oh, John and how Watson. many CDs and, DVDs did she record I mean and also yeah it just I, I, I genuinely really didn't enjoy it and I like Martin Freeman I mean I just recently finished watching him in um, new TV show on Amazon called uh, Startup mm. I think um, which won't get commissioned for a second season, but um, it's worth it's it's really worth watching. And he's good in it. Uh, it's got Adrian Brody. Um, it's a it's a really interesting show that isn't quite as good as it could be, but it's good, and he's good in it, and he's good in Sherlock. I think I, I like everyone that's involved with Sherlock. Mark Gatiss, I think, yeah. is brilliant. Um, I don't know if you've seen Inside Number Nine. He's not involved with that, but no. those are the other League of Gentlemen ones. They're brilliant. If you haven't watched them, well, with Mark Gattis, the, the 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 moments with him and him and um, Sherlock and Watson are superb. Like they're brilliant. Like having those moments are great. Mm. But it doesn't make up for the whole show. Like no. it's too stylized. It's too you know like this super prison in the middle of the ocean and well, the sister the other, and all that. The stuff. other thing was that it, um, as I said, it, <coughs> Sherlock's supposed to set up a scenario that seems impossible. And it's logic that gets him through and sees us through. But when you've got Sherlock Holmes who can fight like James Bond in one episode, he yeah. was kind of doing martial arts flips and kicks. And he can, I mean, it, traditionally he can fight yeah. and he is a student of martial arts and he has advantage over his but not necessarily in the same way but, that Daniel but Craig can. then there was the episode with like the, the drug that made everyone magically forget everything, this mythical yeah, thing. It's just that, not, doesn't no, make sense. That was, that was weird. And the last episode was just a bit like saw kind of with this mm. room room it wasn't really it was seemed just seemed really muddled um and I, I we just wanted him to get back to solving puzzles again yeah um just wear the damn hat yeah, yeah. <laughs> um so unfortunately despite well i guess it kind of lost me a while back but mm. despite it being such a great start it's getting a, mm. the, the last series at least got a, a double commendable thumbs down from me i was just begging for it to yeah. end by the end and, uh, you know, it, it makes you question, I mean, I, I am a completist and I will watch absolute garbage and tripe. Just, I mean, you know, I went through, I mean, if you, if you talk about, um, let's see, Community, mm-hmm. seasons one, two and three, certainly seasons one and two, the best two seasons of a comedy TV show, I think, are certainly up there, ever mm-hmm. written. Seasons three and four, yeah, no, pretty good. Season five and six, just absolute garbage. Really? And then season seven kind of got back to where it was when mm. Dan Harmon came back into it. I had to watch a lot of episodes to get there. Did you ever watch Dexter? No. Do you know what's oh, in... I've, I've never... I've always been saving Dexter as kind of... At one point, something will happen to me and I'll be incapacitated for a period of time and there'll be nothing that I've watched well, and then I'll switch on Dexter. First four series, brilliant. After that, it it was no five series. In fact, five series good. After that, really painful. And it, but at some point, things should just finish. Yeah. Like, you know, Breaking Bad, five seasons done. Yeah. Faulty Towers. They only is it six episodes? Twelve, in, twelve episodes. They made twelve episodes. Mm. You know, The Office, two seasons and a Christmas special. Well, and now the film, which was terrible. Well, yeah, but we, but that's but then in, and the film is more is separate from The Office. I feel like. Mm. Um, yeah, I just think it's, it's not people joke things alone, which is which which contradicts what I've said about um, elementary because weirdly 
they've made over a hundred episodes of Elementary. Like it's an astounding amount of television, and mm. it continues. They found this kind of crossover between a really interesting text and something that's really great, and a weekly American TV mm. show that people will watch. Mm. Anyway, mm. well, um, yeah. So I think it's pretty clear that that has not got the commendable thumbs up, but that's fine. Um, yeah. it just leads to their own. Just leaves Tom with the task of linking La La Land to Sherlock, I guess. And I'm going to do it in a very succinct way, Joe. Wow. Um, I, I know. And uh, I'm going to reference the soundtrack from, um, uh, from La La Land. And it's that a lot of the songs from the soundtrack could be names of Sherlock Holmes episodes. So, for example, we have Someone in the Crowd. Oh, very good. Yeah. We have A Lovely Night. Mm, less good. Ha- less good. We have Herman's Habit. Yeah, another good one. We have Start a Fire. Yeah, maybe. I'm not sure about that one. And then we have The End. Well, um, and City that's not even mentioned City of Stars which I'm not sure if that could mm, or The Engagement Party that yeah. sounds like a Sherlock Holmes episode well, these are all working um, an epilogue so <laughs> <laughs> so uh, and Another Day of Sun the first song which you didn't like that, that could also be a Sherlock Holmes so that is my link Perfect. normally I waffle on and make something up ridiculous but I'm just going to say that Oh, close it off there. Same. Right, well, um, it's been great to, to be back with you. And you. Um, look out for maybe another episode, um, if we can find it. But yeah. otherwise, we'll just... You'll hear us next time. <laughs> yeah. We won't hear you, you'll hear us. No, just delete that. What? It's not even... A, I was about to say, we won't hear you, you'll hear us. Exactly. Like, don't wait, you know. Um, you know what I'm trying to say. Don't wait up. Don't wait up. We'll wait up for you. Don't call us. We'll call you. Yeah, that's that's what you're after. That's what I was after. Yeah, so good. All right, we could we could say it together all all at once. Okay, ready? What was it again? Don't hold your breath. No, we'll hold it for you. you. We won't hear you, but you'll hear us. Yeah, I don't know if we should. uh... (laughs) Hey, listen, it it is what it was. Yeah, let's just leave it. All right, see you next time. See See you guys. Bye. Bye bye.